Hey guys, Brandon here. And I'm Brittany. And welcome back to the Pumpkin Patch. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> um, How the hell are you? We did we did get it on this time. Last time we messed it up. I guess it was because we had a little break. We? I, whatever. <laughs> I'm ready for you to get out of my house. <laughs> my studio, not a house. Love you. So, Brittany, how was your day? Your week? Not your day. We talk about day. We talk about weeks here. Well, I had a long weekend. Now that I'm in my new position, I actually get holidays off. I don't know what that's like. I've been working 15 years in a job where I never got holidays off. So I almost came to work because I didn't realize it. So I had a long weekend. I didn't do jack shit. I would say I feel envious of you. But knowing that your weekends are now just two days yeah. instead of three. Yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy that long weekend. <laughs> I haven't gotten to partake in that yet, but next weekend I will probably will be super depressed on Sunday night. So everything business as usual. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Hey, I've actually been doing good. This new position looks good on me. Is it? So far. We'll uh, see how long I say no. that. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. And no major decisions had to be made yet once that no. starts to roll through the pipe. Like being a little <laughs> treble. No, but um, my weekend was good. I didn't really do anything, didn't accomplish anything, so that a little disappointed in myself. But guess what? I relaxed and played with the pussy a lot, and yeah. Hopefully you washed it. <laughs> Maybe. And if not, well, I'm pretty sure that's why that we had a candle lit in here. <laughs> Shut stinky up. Stinky fingers. How was your week? <laughs> uh, slash weekend. Not bad. Um, Just work, and... Getting used to working nights again. That's something. Um, today was a relatively relatively sad day. Uh, the city of Charleston's chief was laid to rest today. And we went to the service. And when I tell you the amazing grace on bagpipes gets me every oh fucking time. Oh my god, time. they did not have to do that. Yes, they did it. And, you know, don't get me wrong. The ceremony was really nice. And, like, you know, the, you know. They had a bunch of chiefs and a lot of people that he worked for come up there and talk. And, and one of them got choked up. I'm like, don't do it. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> um, you know, they said, you know, a lot of things. And, you know, it's nice to see people. I've seen, like, there was people from, one of the chiefs came from, I think it was Florida. I have his, uh, the program. I have it somewhere in my car. But I know one of them was, they've traveled, like, out of state. I mean, even people from down here, there was somebody from, there's Richland, Dorchester. It was scattered for a lot of people that came down to, you know, pay their respects to them. Um, so, yeah, it was it was something. And, you know, they uh, they made a couple, you know, lighthearted jokes to kind of ease the tension and talked about celebrating, you know, his life. And it was, uh, it was a good service. I enjoyed it. But I'm telling you, those bagpipes and then. Oh, I would have lost it. it, it it's, it's a great, I love it, but I hate it. So okay. much. It's it's beautiful, but it just like rips you to pieces. Like, don't do it. <laughs> it was funny though because there was a new guy that was there, <clears throat> and uh, they were uh, they were giving like he's still like in training, so yeah. they were like, hey, you're gonna kind of do something by yourself today, and <laughs> he picked up his phone and started like texting somebody, and somebody was like, are you calling your mom to let him know that you're actually able to do stuff by yourself today? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, but no, it was a beautiful service. I'm glad that I was, I got a chance to be a part of it, but it definitely was emotional. Ooh, yes. Cause I mean, it's, it's so, it's amazing to see like when people come together for stuff like that, but it's also sad because, well, it's a, it's a funeral. Right. So, and given the circumstances too, like it, you know, it happened relatively quickly. First, he gives out that statement saying that he's entering hospice because of his, you know, his health is deteriorating. I won't say deteriorate, but it's declining. It's, it's yeah. not doing any better. And then shortly thereafter, what, a day or two later, mm-hmm. you know, he passes away. So, um, he definitely, I, I give him that. He he spent every day until his last day pretty much working. I mean, yeah. he never resigned or anything. So, But other than that, I mean, it was it was a relatively good week. Um, weekend's coming up. Ready to be off work again. Word. Because, boy, am I tired of this mess. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, though. After you, like. Like, I, I could not have gone to that funeral. And it's, I remember after my mom died, my dad would never go to funerals. Like, he would always call the people and pay his respects over the phone. And he would tell me, he'd be like, I just can't do it anymore. And it never really made sense until after he died, a friend of mine's mom died. And I went to that funeral. And don't get me wrong, I was close with her mom. 
like, I loved her to death, but I hadn't seen her for many years. And I went to that funeral, and best friend, when I tell you I cried like it was my own family, I didn't, you know, I didn't break down at my parents' funerals. And I think we talked about that on another episode, because I just don't do that. But something just hit me at that funeral, and I lost it. And I was like, okay, now I get why my dad didn't like funerals anymore. Yeah. It just kind of brings up everything, I guess. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be like, you know, if you go for like a friend, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like your emotions for that particular person. You might just go through some things like, because again, I've heard Amazing Grace for military funerals and all those other ones. I mean, in other past law enforcement ones, because this is probably like my fourth or fifth like law yeah. enforcement funeral. So most of them always play that same song. And I mean, I get why, because it's, a, you know, it's a great tribute to the person that also, the uh, the last call, that gets me every time, too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, pulling some uh, tear jerkers in there, <clears throat> but I am stone. My mom did one for one of her troopers one time, and uh, I don't. Mm, I hope that's something I never have to do. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, ain't nobody want all that. Right. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about something more <laughs> uplifting. <laughs> My blood pressure, let's start with that. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so moving on from something a little bit lighter hearted, um, did you do anything fun for this Memorial Day weekend? No, I literally, I mean, I know you worked, so, and you're like the only person I hang out with, so I was just bored at home, and. (laughs) Sorry, I'm out here doing things. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird now, because our schedules don't line up anymore, so usually when you would be working, I'd be working, but. Now, I had time off, and you were out doing the Lord's work. Gallivanting. <clears throat> and I was just laying in bed. Fiddle farting, as some people say. Yeah, Flicking the beans. <laughs> yeah. just kidding. That's why your fingers stink. I Shut up. I do not stink. <laughs> I do not stink. Maybe ink. <laughs> um, I did go to the gynecologist the other day, though, so I got my puss scraped. And what did he tell you, stink? No. Elongated clitoris? <laughs> no. You're going to have these people thinking I got, like, some fucking Arby's roast beef number five. It's actually number seven with a Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) No. But, no, honestly, I didn't do anything, and I didn't do any cookouts, didn't do anything. I only had one friend, and he was working. Well, you know that that holiday isn't just for cooking out. Oh, I'm sorry. I got yelled at last time I said you were my only friend. I didn't mean that, guys. It was a joke. She continues to make it, so, guys, you feel some kind of way about that. (laughs) <laughs> Anywho. And yes, I know that's not what the holiday is about. Do you? Because it seemed like everybody in the neighborhood, all they did was open up the grills. I'm like, only one. So my neighbor across the street, he actually put some work in. When I tell you, he has an American flag, one of the smaller ones. Every other, I think it's probably like 15 to 17 inches apart from each other all the way around his house. He has two flags, the uh, Palmia Kia, if you don't know what that is, the POW, KIA, and MIA flag with the soldier in the detention camp, solid black. And he also has the American flag, but he also has a bunch of other like uh, Coast Guard, Navy, Marine Corps flags. He's a veteran himself. I, kn- I think he was in the Army, but I could be wrong. And We've talked about it before, but it's been so long. Um, but yeah, his yard, fucking mint. He, uh, <laughs> he knows, he know, he's got the spirit. He yeah. knows what the deal is. Uh, but he's the only one that went out there and actually like put a little tribute up. Good for him. I meant to put my flag up, but I got to fix my little pole because apparently the wind out here has not been fucking around, <laughs> and it's starting to like peel like peel the seams of the like wood post it's on. Yeah. So I ain't trying to fuck up my posts. I was actually a little disappointed. My HOA usually puts out uh, flags for us in our yards, and they didn't do it. The old the old ladies. Yeah, I think we're running low on funds. Because they keep raising my damn rates. Yeah, because they're suing everybody. <laughs> pending litigation. <laughs> We're not commenting on that case. Don't sue us. <laughs> but no, I think we should uh, slowly ease into our topic today. This one is brought to you by Depression. Well, that is unless you name Brittany Depression, then yeah, that's what it's brought to you by. Shut up. <laughs> I'm happy. But no, we wanted to kind of talk to you about... we were. There's been a lot of change in our lives here recently, especially with Brittany's uh, recent promotion. Congrats again, once again, young lady. I got to find the oh, uh, boy. There it is. <laughs> the uh, clapping button. And uh, oh, which I know last time I talked about, I had an interview for a another position where I work at. I didn't get it, but it's not a bad thing. 
because there is another thing that I wanted to do, and this would have kind of gotten in the way. So I'm hoping that the cards fall as they may in my <laughs> favor, and I get where I want to go. Yeah, I think you will. So we're, we're going to kind of see. We'll just some in the mix. But no, yeah. we were on the phone the other night. I don't know if you remember how this came up, but we were on the phone, and he made the comment. He was like, just randomly, probably being stupid, he was like, um, if I could go back and tell my younger self what I know now, the things I would change or something like that. Well, no, that's I was talking about the other episode that we did where we actually said that, like, if you could tell yeah. your younger self, and, like, I, you know, got all mushy about, you know, yeah. the whole it gets better. Be who you are. <laughs> but then I, I kind of got serious. and I was like, well, actually, what would you change if you could go back? So we figured that's what we would talk about today. And it's a good thing to point out because there's... I would say, like, there's a lot I would change because, honestly, I wouldn't be here if, the, obviously, the decisions I made um, didn't put me here. But I think that is a good place to start, um, first and foremost, starting with me. I think my biggest decision growing up, is, I think that's affected me a lot, of moving in with my dad at a younger age. I would have done that a lot sooner. I think that would have been my first change. Because had I done it sooner, I feel like I would have been, I wouldn't say like better off, but I'd be, I guess maybe a little more ahead of the curve than where I was at. Um, just getting acclimated with, you know, learning things from my dad and, you know, being healthier and whatnot. Because when I went to my dad, it's not like he was just teaching me things too. You know, he <laughs> also got me kickstarted back in like health and whatnot. Don't ask what happened because if you do, I'll roast you. Um it was, uh, he taught me a lot and also he was helping me become, because at that point, I think at that age, I was pushing shit. Damn near 300 pounds is a fucking 14 year old. And I found that so hard to believe. I mean, I'm not that I say you're lying. It's just like, I can't even picture that. Well, you, you ever seen the thing from you, not YouTube, but, uh, MTV fat camp. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, baby is real. <laughs> is real. They're out there in these streets. Um, <laughs> But, like, it's crazy to think that that even, like, I would tell people that back whenever I first came to uh, South Carolina, I was like, you know, I used to weigh X amount. And if you're if you're my niece, I know, <laughs> I know you're going to say something. But trust me, I got, you don't want me to fire back these nukes, <laughs> so shut up. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that that's where I was at. But then, like, almost 180 degree turn with my dad in a matter of a year or two. And, you know. Because he's also very, he's like a rock. He's like, hey, you're going to eat fucking steamed chicken and broccoli for the next forever <laughs> until I say otherwise. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I think that would be my first choice, starting off with that. Um, I feel like that would have kick-started a lot more things sooner. Um, I think I'd still be where I'm at today. I just think it would have been better off if I had moved in sooner and decided to live with him sooner. Yeah, probably more positive memories. I mean, he, <clears throat> we talked about it on the last time, on our last episode where you talked about moving in with him, but clearly that had a positive impact on you. Yeah. Side note, also, my, uh, <laughs> we're going to throw a little story in there. My, me and my mother don't really talk that much anymore, and I think I've talked about that before. Uh, she just reached out to my father the other day, and first, like, it was in the middle of the night, and I think I told you this. Um, it had me concerned for a minute because, Usually she never does that. It's usually just messages to me if I decide to respond at that time or if at all. She, it's just, it is what it is. But she reached out to them. And it's usually, maybe it's like a case of emergency because she never does. I also don't know how she got my dad's phone number, which was I think was weird. Um, so she messaged him. Lo and behold, it wasn't anything. It's just that I, the assumption is she may have been consuming either alcohol and or narcotics. Don't know. Um and just kind of like venting about things that have been going on in her life and, you know, things that she's done. And then I guess she started to turn towards like my dad, like what he's done wrong. And my dad's like, all right, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> get off my phone line. <laughs> I thought, never mind. I was just thinking about something he could have said. He was like, I don't know, you ain't talking, bitch. No, but he did say one thing. And I was like, this is where I get it from. <laughs> she was going on about things that he's done wrong. And she's like, uh, <laughs> Slid in the, the slide the comment and he's like, "Well, I guess that's karma." <laughs> <laughs> I 
more so referring to like the relationship me and my sister have with her is kind of estranged from each other just because a lot a lot yeah um it blows my mind how people don't realize that they're the common denominator in that yeah what (laughs) nothing Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. I forced people to grow up and be independent adults. Can we erase that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. <sighs> Keeping it in there. But, um, Brittany, let's start off the early stages in your life. What would you change? Oh, boy. Um, so, I mean, mine is more like career-wise, I guess. I know I told you this the other night. Um... I really, really wish that I had gone into a career with something computer-related or IT or something. I I used to take a lot of computer classes. Like, when I was still in high school, I was taking college-level computer classes in the afternoons. Mm -hmm. And I was getting, like, straight A's. And don't get me wrong. I realize that that's, like, elementary-level compared to what people do now. Mm -hmm. But I was so good at it, and I actually enjoyed doing it. Like, I looked forward to going to that school every day to do that and I just really wish that I had stuck with it but at that point I was so burned out with school that I was just like fuck school I'm too cool to go back right which is fair I mean I'm not a big school person either I mean I've always been more hands-on um I mean the military's hands-on the career field I chose is hands-on it's uh I think it's in my opinion, I've always liked it. I've never been brick and mortar. Like, I've tried. It doesn't, doesn't mean I'm not going to finish school, but it's hard. Yeah, it know? is. And I, I ended up going back as an adult. I know we've talked about that, too, um, and got my bachelor's degree, but it was so much harder as an adult. Yeah. Because now, and you know, you have so many other obligations and responsibilities, it's hard to find time to do it. And then, I don't know about y'all, but my attention level is shitty now compared to way back then. Yeah, I also like how you used to roast me because my assignments would be due at like midnight and I got like five of them to do. I got four essays and a test to do. Oops. Right. So there's nothing in your younger years that you would change? Um. I just thought, I was out of curiosity, I know, and we talked about your childhood before that you've had a relatively good childhood, but there's nothing out of, then even Dial America. I'm so mad. No, Dial America was actually the job I took when I first moved to Charleston. But, well, what I was going to say was, like, the computer stuff, like, I'd be rich now. If I can be, like, a software engineer, our level of rich. I mean, not our level. What our level. Be? What level? I was about to say, we are nowhere near the level. I don't not, I don't own a level. I haven't started. I meant, like, mid to upper class level rich, like. Maybe I'm lower high class. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am one paycheck away from subsidizing this with uh, <laughs> Section 8 housing assistance. But no, I I think I'd be better off financially. And then I just think, too, like it would have been something that I enjoy. But it, the downside, I was telling him, you also have that butterfly effect type thing where literally all of my friends that I'm the closest with now, I met through the job that I have now. So if somebody like God came down and was like, OK, you have the chance to change this but you can't be friends with these people anymore, would I do it? No. But if I could have changed my career path and done that and still have the wonderful people in my life that I do now, then hell yeah, brother. That's more money. Can't, you can't have your cake and eat cats, <laughs> Kevin. You can't do that. You can't eat cats, Kevin. <laughs> but as far as my childhood, I'm thinking back, Um, the only thing I can really, I feel like this would kind of be everybody's answer to a to a degree. The only thing I can think back with my childhood is things I would change as far as the way I acted or this time that I spent with people that are no longer here. Yeah. But I feel like that would be a common answer for most people. But well, like, I mean, but you're not wrong though. I mean, it's, it's funny. We say, I mean, I don't say we, but I know I've said this plenty of times where it's, it's a shame when most families will get together only when, you know, tragedy happens or if somebody's passed and, you yeah. know, you're like, we got to do better about doing this and we never do. And, it's a shame that that happens like that because, I mean, why should, you know, Uncle Terry dying be the reason right. I see Meemaw for the first time in years? Right. I said Meemaw <laughs> and what. Um, and, you know, like you said, I'd rather spend more time, like, when my cousins died, you know, we didn't really see each other that often. It wasn't necessarily our fault because we were just, like, kids. I won't say kids, but, like, 
11 to 12, you don't really see them that much. But, like, you know, you think that the times you would see and hang, hang out with somebody, you would spend a little more time knowing that their time wasn't going to be as long as yours. And, yeah. you know, it's not until it's too late that you're like, well, shit, I should have spent more time with, you know, so-and-so. Yeah. And, and it reminds me of, you know, whenever you talked about before your parents passed, y'all all got sick and were stuck inside the house together before, mm-hmm. you know, everything happened. And, you know, you're glad you actually got that time, even though you sit near the end, you're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, and it was funny because when I was sitting here thinking of things that would change, I would change. That was actually one of them because, and I know, like, I've talked about my therapist or talked to my therapist about this a thousand times, but those five weeks, we were all going through something. Like, literally all three of us were having health or physical ailment type problems, and we were all in bad moods. Not the whole time, but I think because they're gone now, that guilt just eats at me. And so that's all I remember is the times where we were like at each other's throats, even though I know it wasn't the whole time, but that's what sticks out to me. So if I could go back and not be a bitch, I would totally redo that. (laughs) And then like, I think of things with my parents as I was older and I was like, man, that was such a bitchy thing to do. And I wish I could go back and redo it. And I know that I'm not the only person that's done those things. And I'm sure that my parents were like, whatever, and just brush it off. But it just now, it just eats at me all the time. And I have so much guilt about it. So those are like the serious things. And then, but as far as my childhood, you know, you were talking about family and you take it for granted. But I used to love Christmas. I was obsessed with Christmas as a kid. And every Christmas we would have a huge get together at my grandma's house. Mm. And like both sides of the family, like it was a huge thing. There were so many people. And then after she died, we quit. We just stopped. And we never did it again. And now I hate Christmas. And that's part of the reason why. Because it just doesn't feel the same anymore. So I really wish we had kept that up after she died. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, it's not, don't, you can't really put it on yourself. Because if not everybody's willing to put forth the effort, then nobody's going to do it. Right. Um, I mean, I was a kid. Nobody was going to listen to me anyway. <laughs> exactly. You know, what do you think you going to fucking do? <laughs> Nothing. Sit there and you going to do what we want. Yeah. The, um, and we used to do the same thing. Like, and the biggest thing that I do miss a lot, especially since a lot of, I would say a lot of my family members are dead, but shout out, <laughs> but you know, I've noticed that like a lot of the stuff that I used to do growing up with, like my, uh, my aunt Shirley, she passed. Um, but like aunt Francis, I call them all aunts. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not the correct, you know, ranking in my family, but you yeah. know, all of them, we used to get together like in most holidays, like even Easter mother's day, we would go out and like middle of nowhere where the houses lived at because they always lived in the country and i remember aunt shirley used to always love her guitar and so she'd get out there and play and so like we'd all be sitting out there you know they'd be somebody cooking on the grill everybody's sitting there just talking and you know catching up from the things you don't ever get to see half the time because everybody lives in like different places and whatnot and it was nice to see the family again and, and like growing up with them and then now that it's kind of like everybody's grown up people are getting older and not, they don't do it as much anymore which i'm sure they do unfortunately but like I live a state away and we don't really talk like that anymore, which we like Facebook messages maybe, but it's not very often. Um, besides like the, Hey, thinking about you <clears throat> saying prayers, all that stuff. And you know, it's, I, if I could change that, I definitely would change how often I'd see my other side of my family. The only downside, it's kind of the dynamic with mom and then all yeah. the other stuff with, you know, it's like, I can't see them without seeing her. And there's now wouldn't be a good time to do that. Because I don't think the conversation would be very productive. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things is, is how much time, like you said, I would spend with my family. Like, even now as an adult. Because, um, like, my dad lives, in, you know, down the street. And I see him a decent amount now. Like, we talk on the phone relatively regular. So, I'm glad we're, we're, we still get a good amount of FaceTime together. Because, um, Lord knows, something happened to him. <laughs> I'm going to need a padded room. But definitely, I would I would would like to change. Even like now, I wouldn't say even even in the past, I would like to change how much I see my family now. Just because, like you said, you don't know how much time you have left. God forbid something happens. Yeah, and it's funny because you sitting here talking about it, and I'm thinking about my family back in Manning. You know, the ones that still talk to me. Um, like my aunt. I thought you didn't have anybody else. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> They're not all dead, but the ones that still talk to me like I have an aunt that was 
my mom, it's her sister, and they were extremely close. And I love her to death. And I tell her all the time, like, we exchange Facebook messages sometimes. And I always say I'm going to go see her, but, man, life just gets so busy. And the next thing you know, it's been another year. Yeah. And it's so funny you say that because it's uh, that I hate this statement so much, but it's true 100% of the time. You know, there's a million and one excuses not to do something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that applies to everything, including that, you know, because I make them too. Could I just as easily drive to North Carolina tomorrow and go see my family? Absolutely. Why not? Well, it's kind of a long drive and. You know, I have to make arrangements to, like, you know, get everybody up together and, you know. Yeah. Which is not that much effort, but, you know, it seems like, I mean, I guess I'm just a piece of shit. But but it's always something that could get in the way that keeps you from doing that. Like, oh, I worked, you know, all night and I want to go to bed instead of, you know, all right, I will take a quick nap and go do what I need to do. Yeah. Laziness. <laughs> but, I, you know, going back to our original topic, I never understand how people say, <clears throat> excuse me. How people always say, I don't have any regrets or I wouldn't change a thing. Cause I'm like, literally I could think of so many, like how I, I don't know if that's just my mindset or if people aren't actually being honest with themselves or. I, I don't think that's necessarily like, cause I would say the same thing. I don't think I have any regrets. Do I think there are some things that I wish would have played out differently? Oh, absolutely. But what but, about something like you would have done differently? You specifically. Well, I mean, I don't think there's anything I would have, like I would have like to have done like the school part is we have one of them i wish i would have applied myself more but i think that's like it's it's not necessarily a negative thing like that's who i am it you know and to branch off from like the school but like say for instance relationships that i've had good and i've had bad and i'm not just talking about like you know dating relationships but like friendships like i've had really phenomenal ones and i've also had really terrible ones where um medea said it best like some of them in the branches on the tree yeah. They look strong, you step on them, and they snap. Yeah. And then you got leaves. They go one way one day and one day the next. Same thing. And that also applies to me because I also know that there's been some times, and, you know, if anybody that's a friend of mine that is listening or was a friend of mine that's listening, that, you know, there's been some things that I've done, not necessarily, like, negative towards a friend of mine, but, like, you know, I instead of just telling this person, like, hey, I don't like what you're doing, not a big fan of it, I was like, you know what, peace. Yeah, Go ahead. Don't, don't ever do that to me, please. I'll consider it. We'll see how you make me feel tomorrow. <laughs> Am I one of those phenomenal friendships? I don't know. We're still deciding. <laughs> the jury's still out. But no, like some of those friendships, like, you know, they made me who I am. And they've, you know, taught me a lot. And, you know, I've grown. And same thing with relationships. Like, is there some that, you know, I've some of them I'm taking for granted? Absolutely. And I think most people could say the same thing, that there's... A relationship or two. I mean, maybe not everybody. Maybe I'm just a piece of shit, which is probably the case. Maybe I'm the problem. No. (laughs) Um, But there's been some relationships that I've taken for granted. And, you know, some of them I've learned some great things. Some of them I was taken for granted for. And you learn a lot. Um, And, you know, in my short 29 years of living. Shut up. (laughs) Getting old. Old bitch. I know you ain't talking. (laughs) S.O. Shut up. <laughs> we got to tell people about that little doctor's note of yours. I started to bring it up when you were talking about your childhood and how you used to be 300 pounds or close to it. I guess you found it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but no, like I would, I wouldn't say I regret anything. I would like some of the outcomes to have been different. But, you know, I think that's the biggest part, you know, of life is that sometimes you just got to go through some shitty stuff and deal with it. I mean, like currently shitty stuff but you know i i would like to have changed like if i could honestly have it my way like i would have i personally would like change some things around like the friendships i like i would have kept some of them um some of them i got rid of sooner some of the people i would have like i've been with i would probably be like yeah we're going ahead and curve that to the left um some of them like you know what i I probably would have worked harder but you know it's it's a learning process and this you know if there was a guide to how to you know, go through life, shit, sign me up. I want five <laughs> copies. I won't read it. I'll probably audio book it. But. I guess part of my problem when I think back on those is, I guess it's probably a part of grief. But like I was sitting here thinking while you were talking, I mean, I heard everything you said, but I was thinking about one, no, I was, but I was thinking about one in particular 
incident with my dad. <sighs> and I was like already fighting the tears, like not even talking about it. And I was, and I guess that's just the part of grief. Like I think back to things like that and I'm like, man, I really regret that. I wish I had done this different, but I don't know. Like I said, I guess maybe that's just a part of grief and maybe that's why some people are able to so easily say, oh, I don't have any regrets. But, and I remember one episode when I was talking about my situationship, you asked me if I regretted it. And I kind of am in line with you with that, where I'm like, I don't, I do to an extent just because of some extenuating circumstances in that, that you know about that we haven't talked about on here. So I regret it for that reason, because I feel like it makes me kind of a shitty person. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I think it taught me a lot. And some of those friendships that I've talked about on here where they ghosted me and it like broke my heart. So now I have abandonment issues. I mean, I kind of regret those just because I I wouldn't want to go through the heartbreak again. But at the same time. I don't know. It probably helped. It gave me a lot more anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of depression. Right. Thanks. But no, like, I mean, and I, and I I hold this true even to, like, anything outside of, like, my personal life, even at work, that being uncomfortable or being put into an uncomfortable position, um, I think you learn a lot more than you would if you had, like, a, a pleasant memory. Because it's funny, and I, it, it, we talked about this before, like, your childhood, you say you can't remember very much of it. I really can't. But I guarantee you the bad shit, you probably remember more often than you do the good shit. And probably. It, and it's, and it, I don't know why, but like the same thing applies to like if I go to training and I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Nobody really like gives me like input. I'm not really learning anything. Then I'm just like, uh, whatever, no big deal. But like when I go to, when I went to the school back in October, I was uncomfortable all the time because uh, I was like, I don't want to look like a jackass. I don't want to underperform. So I was always uncomfortable, but it was a good uncomfortable because I, I remembered a lot and I retained, you know, information and it was, you know, a great experience. But I think that applies across the board to life. Like a lot of our most uncomfortable experiences, whether it be like rejection or, you know, you got demoted or you got promoted well, and more so demoted. But like when you had a negative experience, you learned a lot more than you did if it would have been more positive, like. You know, you working for a hundred dollars as opposed to you winning a hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure you learned a lot more about working for it than you did winning it. Yeah. Um, that was so philosophical. You like that? I only do it every once in a blue moon. So <laughs> that actually, I like that. It's true. I yeah. agree with you. I look at you being so smart today. <sighs> Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I was being serious. But, but going back to what we were talking about, I think you know, outside of relationships, and then. Um, a couple of things in my childhood. I think some of the biggest things like now that in adulthood that I would change is, you know, me as a person that there is, I think the making decisions is easier for me once I know, like once I know I'm informed, but sometimes I kind of hesitate to make the decision depending on what it is. Um, and the, depending on the circumstances, like for instance, like, if I'm sitting here and I have an issue with somebody and I'm like, all right, do I just let it go because it's no big deal or do I go ahead and talk to them about it? Sometimes I'm kind of like, eh, what does it really matter? Like, what, what should I do? And eventually it's like, well, if it's easier not to say anything, then I'm just not going to say anything and just call it a day. But no, there's no innuendo here. No, no, I, was, I, I wasn't looking at you like that. Uh, I mean, for that. No, but I was going to say, I, I do agree with you, but I think in my experience, and you tell, and I'm asking you if you find the same, if you have the same issue, if I don't address it and I let it go, eventually it builds up and then it turns into a whole thing when it didn't have to be if I had just addressed it from the beginning. It depends on what it is. I mean, most times it's something minor that it doesn't really matter, but for some reason it matters to me. I'm like, oh, I probably should say something. Nah, I ain't gonna say nothing. But then, I guess it may come across as like, wait, why is he? Why is he being weird? Why is he? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? Um, and it ended up being nothing. <laughs> but you know, it's you know, making those decisions, whether it be something minor, it's just more so like, all right, cool. I'd rather just be more open about shit. Which honestly, thank 
this podcast has opened up a lot more um, to be talkative, which is weird. You know, you're talking to nobody. Well, I mean, me and you talk to each other, but, you know, the uh, people that also listen to this as well. Yeah. So, um, being more, I guess, open would probably be one of the things I would change. Being as, like, you know, now that I'm I'm grown, I'm almost in my 30s now. Old ass man. I feel like I should tell the story about my dad because I feel like everybody's listening is going to be like, God damn, what'd she do? Stab him? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. And you trying to find out? <laughs> No, what it was is um, he was in the hospital, and I st- anytime my parents were in the hospital, I stayed the whole time. Literally did not leave. Like, I set up a little cot and everything. And during this whole thing, he had been in there, I think it ended up being like 17 days total, because he had pneumonia really, really bad. And one night, his the fluid in his lungs built up so bad, and he looked at me. And he looked so scared. And in my lifetime, my dad never was scared. Like, he was always the person you went to when you were scared. So he looked at me and he looked, he looked so scared and he goes, well, he looks at me and he goes, I'm scared because he couldn't catch his breath. And I had already gone to get the nurse, but they were trying to get respiratory to come up and it was just taking, it seemed like it was taking forever. And he looked at me and he was like, I'm scared. And what did I do? I panicked and I went in the hallway and I called my sister. So I left him sitting there by himself and he just told me he was scared. And I don't know why, but ever since he died, and then in, he ended up living for like another year and a half after that. But for some reason, that incident just sticks in my mind all the time. And it just like, like at night when I'm trying to go to sleep, like that's what I think about. And and it's so weird because it's not like he was gone that night and we never had a chance to talk afterwards. Right. But, and everything was fine with us. Like he never brought it up. And I never really thought about it until after he died. And now it's just like, I don't know. I guess it's grief. One of those things. Yeah. And everybody processes it differently. I mean, and if you're, and like you said, because he, he lived a year after that. So it's not like there wasn't something left unsaid or anything. Right. Um, so at least you had the chance to kind of talk about it. So it wasn't like, um, you know, left just there in the open yeah and then, like it's, it's funny you mentioned that too because a lot of people i've talked to and <sighs> some people i did want to talk to um that talk about you know if you don't talk about you know you don't i guess i wouldn't say necessarily speak to your mother but like you know try to reconcile what you may have like you don't have to be friends or whatnot but i feel like in the stage we're at to talk wouldn't be any beneficial because i feel like it would just make things worse and i don't think i'm ready for that yet um, but I do agree, like, would it bother me if she passed away tomorrow? Absolutely. Of course, it's my mom. But uh, a lot of people are like, well, would you feel like there's something left unsaid? I'm like, well, no, because it's not like we haven't talked before. It's not like, you know, X, Y, Z happened and then it just was dead silence. You know, we didn't go dark on her. Right. Um, it was whatever happened, happened. We talked about it and we said, well, I say I said my piece and then that was it. Um and it was one thing, like, it was, I think the thing that bothers me the most is that there was no, like, uh, hey, I'm sorry. It was more so, like, everything's okay, it's happened in the past, and here we are now today. And I was like, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that, that, I agree. That makes no sense. Like, cool, you did what you did, that's fine, and you don't want to talk about it, cool, but also don't act like we're best friends. Yeah, um, take accountabil- accountability and apologize. Big word. I know. Um, yeah. But I'm like, and, <clears throat> you know, it's, there was, what was it? I think, I think uh, Morgan posted the thing on Facebook not too long ago that talks about why is it always the kid's responsibility to reconcile a, a relationship with a parent? You know, why isn't it, oh, why did the parent do what they did to make the child feel that way? Right. Um, regardless of how old, you know, the child or the, the parent is, but. Yeah, I hate when people say, oh, that's your mom or that's your dad, so you need to fix that. If that's a toxic relationship, you don't have to fix shit. Right. And the one thing I've always told you, and I still believe this, and I've asked you, like, if you got the call, like you said, if you got the call tomorrow that she was gone, of course it would bother you because that's your mom. But, and I'm not saying you have to answer on here, but the thing I would ask myself if I were in your shoes would be, okay, yeah, of course it would bother me, but would I have any regrets? Would I regret not doing this, not doing that? And if that's the case, then yeah, I do believe you should address that. But if you would obviously be emotional and be upset about it, but 
you wouldn't have any regrets because you've said your piece, then I think it's fine to leave it at that until you are ready to talk to her. Unless, or maybe you'll never want to talk to her. Yeah. And I don't think that, I think the only regret that I would have is that I didn't have a relationship with my mother near the end. Um, because again, my mom, you would think that you wouldn't want to have that kind of, you know, I'm about to say father, son, <laughs> mother, son kind of relationship. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't work like that. Right. Um, and would I feel bad about just not having a relationship? Sure. But I don't think it's, I don't regret not having one because of the circumstances. So it wouldn't bother me as much. But I think it more so would just be sad that she's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's sad that you couldn't have that relationship. But at the same time, I mean, nobody has a crystal ball, so we don't know. But personally, just from the things that I know and the things you told me, I think that it would there would be a lot more toxicity and drama in your life if you did. And that's why, like, I, look, I deal with enough toxicity <laughs> and drama with you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, no, all jokes aside, like, there's there's a reason for that, too. And it's, uh, it's, it's always something. There's something always going on. And that's what's, that's also what aggravates me the most. Like, why? Right. Like, life is not that dramatic. This is not a soap opera. It doesn't need to be, um... So why does it have to be a constant thing? So, as one of my favorite quotes is, "You can't save the damsel if she loves her distress." <laughs> Some people just thrive in that constant drama and right. constantly causing drama or fucking I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Neither can I, and that's why I don't right. save my mental health the little bit I have left <laughs> of it. Um, but yeah, I think that would probably be one of the things I would change if I could change it, and I think. The next thing would be, it, it, it's kind of like what we talked about before. I think I would have, well, actually, it's a little bit different. It's more so like my career that I'm in now. Do I love it? Absolutely. Do I appreciate the opportunity I was afforded? Shh, beyond a, a doubt. But when I joined the military, I came back home from overseas. And the first thing I thought of was about going active duty because I was, I mean, I was active when I was overseas because it's an everyday thing. Um, and I think about what would I have what would it have been like if I would have went active duty and finished out my other 12 years? Because I only needed 12 more and then I could retire. I mean, you only need 20. I think it's still 20. When I joined back in 2011, it was 20 years. Um, I don't know if it's changed since then. But the doing that and finishing it out, I would have done that. I mean, technically, I still can. I think the only thing, and I told um, a couple of friends of mine that are still in that uh, do recruiting, um, I would only get back in once I finished my degree to become an officer and, you know, make a little bit more money. But also the people that I was in with are like, you know, staff sergeants and above. I ain't going back in as no specialist where people that were below me are now above me. Nah, you ain't about to play me. <laughs> um, but no, I think I would have continued a career in the army. Um, I enjoyed the people. Again, I enjoyed the people I was with. I did not enjoy the job because that job was boring. Um, that or, I mean, being even being a, I thought about being a medic for a while too, but I think I would have, I think that's probably one of the bigger changes. I think that's one regret I do have in my life is that I never stuck with it. Um, I mean, let me phrase that. I stuck with it till my contract was over, so it's not like I just quit halfway through, but I think I would have gone back and finished out and retired out of that because I think that was, I enjoyed my time in, and uh, if something pops off in like the Ukraine where we get involved, just shut, shut your you ass up. I'll do what I want. And if somebody hurts my best friend, I will fucking do nothing. Kill so everybody. Sitting, yeah. Well, actually, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get okay. Oh yeah, the podcast slash the Spotify does not like killing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would I would unalive myself. <laughs> Good uh, live, laugh, toaster bath. Yeah, it's go buy me a toaster. Bath. Yeah, the um, uh, but no, I think that's probably one of the next things I would change. Yeah, no, I, I think the, a big one for me is the career thing. But like I said, I mean, there has been some definitely some fun moments. How fun would it be to sit at a computer all day and do like software engineering? No, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> but the I'd be making like four hundred grand a year. Okay, let's not go crazy. <laughs> all right, you're not working for fucking Google. No, I know somebody that's a software engineer not working for Google, although Google did try to recruit him. Well, I don't know him. It's actually a coworker of mine's brother. Oh, a friend of a friend. Yeah, yeah. imagine that. But don't we all have? Hey, my my friend of my friend was uh, stalked by Google. Google software engineer salaries. If you don't believe me, 
Matter of fact, I think I will. Let's on standby. We're going to Google this. Oh, boy. Because um, I don't believe her. Because I do believe they do make good money, but $400,000, come well, on. Well, I think that my friend if said you... her brother was making like three fifty. Of course, it's also going to depend on uh, your location. This, yeah. Okay, don't Google it. 73 to 180, 60 to 140, 48 to 230. Okay, so again, they know, ain't no way. That's also starting salaries. And he had been doing it for years. Yeah, that's also the max range, too. I wouldn't say starting it, just, you're not going, I don't know anybody that would start at $230,000. Well, yeah, I'm sure not. But I'm just saying, like, this person was making that. I don't believe that. Okay. Me. Well, she's going to listen to this, and I'll tell her to call you. Good. I want her to. Is that the one that... Okay, never mind. I almost exposed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and no, it's not. I already know what you were going to say. We'll talk about it later then. Off the channel. Um, but uh, I'm trying to get over this cold. Sorry. If you hear me cough, I've been fighting it for... I told him, two. I'm not coughing anymore. I think you got a touch of pneumonias. I got a touch of something. Oh, you... I talked over it, but he just burped, so he had our burp for the episode. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, anything to add, Brittany? I don't think so, but I have a feeling that after this episode, like when I go home, I'm going to think of a thousand things that I would have mentioned. I'd like to point out that she's the one that brought up this topic for this episode. No, I mean, I, I had already planned to talk about the things that I mentioned, but you kind of brought up would I change anything in my childhood and I'm sure I'll think of something later but like you said and I'm not bullshitting I don't remember so much of my childhood sadly and I think so like my childhood wasn't like trust me it is it could always be worse out there but I didn't have the greatest childhood in the world like it, it was it was rough in these streets I promise <laughs> growing up uh growing up on the south side of the tracks so it was not pleasant right. um no it wasn't terrible but you know what's sad, though? Like, the mindset that I had as a kid, you know, I only figured that there was only two places I was going to go. I was either going to be in a gang, and that's sad to think about it like that, um, or I was probably going to do, like, some bullshit-ass job, like, work into construction or something. Because, you know, it's fun. Like, we talked about this before. Like, you know, for me, growing up, I thought somebody was rich by having just, like, a two-story house. Same. Like, I thought that was, like, Man, you got a fucking two-story house, bro. You, mm-hmm. You're fucking rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, or better yet, better yet, when I was like, I think the first time we ever went to like a food bank, I was like, are we, are we poor? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, and I'm like, okay. But again. Had the money. And <laughs> how dare you? That is not <laughs> funny. I think so. <laughs> But no, like, even, and like, this doesn't, it's not a shot against anybody that is or has lived like that. Because again, I definitely say that humbled me a lot growing up. And I, and you know, it's, you know, it's funny when you ask if there's anything I would change, even going through that, I wouldn't change it. Because I feel like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be who I am today. Like, it wouldn't make me appreciate it more. It wouldn't make me look at things in a different, you know, point of view. Because, you know, Especially, like, in the career field that I'm in, I feel like people who don't come mm-hmm. from, I'm going to say, you don't have to, but I feel like if you've grown up in the environment in which you're put in to work in, that you're that much more understanding of people's circumstances when you're there. Um, because if you don't, I think it's a little harder for you to understand, like, okay, if I see somebody that goes out there and is, you know, selling food stamps, do I understand? Absolutely. Because, again... That they got what they needed, but they also still need money for everything else. That doesn't, I can't fucking pay for it with food stamps. Right. It, is it against the law? Absolutely. Um, people who, <laughs> you know, people who do things that aren't necessarily, you know, the right thing to do, but they're not like necessarily harming anybody. I get it because I come from it. Do I agree with it now? No, but I'm not one to pass judgment. Um, hold on a second. Hey. Get away from there. You're yelling at the dog. She's wandering towards the other one. She's going towards the danger zone. <laughs> and if Nuki sees her, it's a wrap. <laughs> but down. no, it's kind of like people that um, shoplift food. Like, yeah, it's illegal. But I'm sorry, I don't judge those people because they're trying to feed their family. Do I judge people that go and, like, shoplift a fucking Dyson vacuum? Yeah. 
Now, will I judge you for shoplifting steak and crab lips? Lab, lips. <laughs> crab legs? Absolutely, because that's not meant to feed your family. But if you're going in there stealing bread, right. milk, and shit like that for you to survive, <clears throat> I, I will never fault you for that. I'd rather you ask. I mean, I don't think there's any anybody that would ever approach me and, you know, if saw me in public and said, hey, I needed help. Literally, just the other day, I think we talked about this when I was at Sam's Club. The Now, there's a guy probably full of shit because he has the cart from... Uh, sam's club i mean could have been full of bs but he's like look man i'm out of work i really don't have anything and i don't keep cash on me and yeah nor am i going to use atm because i always get that like five to seven dollar charge and usa you stingy bitches are now (laughs) limiting how much money i get back um so i was like look i don't keep cash on me is there anything i can get you i was like i don't care what it is i mean like you need something to drink or food he's like i want some juice he's like i can't drink soda i'm like all right cool so i went in the store and i gave him uh sam's i gave him the two big jugs of apple juice I was like, I promise you I was coming back. And Yeah, that's I, that's how I am. I'm more inclined to like give you something instead of cash. Yeah. I mean, I don't I mean if you need Cuz I don't carry cash. Right. And nor I mean, you still my wallet cool. All you have is your driver's license. You learned the other day though. Don't If y'all listening, do not leave your fucking birth certificate and social in your wallet. Leave it at home. Yeah, my wallet got stolen and I had my social security card, my driver's license, my little tiny birth certificate thing, the and they tried type. to open um, or take out loans in my name. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And by the way, they didn't steal it. She lost it and then they stole it. <laughs> yeah. Bet you keep your shit this time, won't you, bitch? Shut up. Um, um but yeah, and, and it's funny because whenever you were saying this before you said it, I was actually thinking about how I think everything you went through, because I tell you all the time, you can be such a fucking asshole to me, <laughs> to people that you know. But deep down, <laughs> shut up. Um, I mean, I can too. I'm just saying. But, like, deep down, you have such a big heart, and it's one of my favorite things about you. Reminds me of my dad. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and especially, like you said, in your line of work. And I know I've told you that several times because you become very jaded in that line of work. But I think that everything you went through is why you are that way. And it's one of my favorite things about you. So, I mean, Stop it sucks. Stop kissing my fucking ass. Shut up. <laughs> so, it sucks, you know, that... That you went through that, but like you said, it made you who you are. So, yeah, and you know, it's there was a TV show. I don't know if many of you remember this. It's a uh, Malcolm in the Middle. That, that was one of the shows because they that's the show they used to come on the rabbit ears. And if you don't know <laughs> what rabbit ears are, I don't fuck with you because <laughs> we didn't have no cable, no HBO, no stars, none of that. Right. But uh, one of the shows that it was, I think it was one of the last episodes. The uh, the kids are going to a graduation, and the the kid was offered like a a software engineering job for like a hundred thousand dollars, like six See? figures. Stock, it's a fucking TV show, <laughs> stock options and whatnot. And the mom was like, "No, he's not going to do it." And of course, he's pissed off the entire rest of the episode. He goes to his graduation, and then he comes back home, and he's like, "You know, it's bullshit that you didn't let me essentially." get this job where i could have been rich she's like no you haven't suffered enough and he's like what the fuck is that supposed to mean he's like you are gonna have to work twice as hard as everybody around you they're gonna look down on you and you're finally gonna see that you know you're more appreciative and you're more deserving because you worked hard for it and you know your eyes will open and so will your heart and eventually you'll become president of the united states and he's like well why don't you think i could just bought my presidency if i just took the software job she's like yeah and we sided against it we needed you to work hard um, so, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go through like a, a, a terrible set of circumstances to, you know, be a better person. Um, because again, there's plenty of humble people I've seen that have come from a very, uh, a upper middle class upbringing. Um, but I feel like it's just a, a more of like an understanding thing that people who, you know, have been through something can relate a lot more easier. Like, and, and especially like people that I deal with at work. You know, I feel like I can establish a connection across the board because not only am I, uh, I've been in the military and I've, you know, been through a lot of my childhood and, you know, there's not anything that I can't, I think I, there's not one person I've ever run into that I haven't talked to that I can relate to some way, shape or form or, you know, talk to about something. And it's, you know, not like gloating or anything, but it's, it, it, you share something in common and you actually feel like you can connect with somebody in your community is bullshit as that sounds um not everybody you can connect to but the ones that you can and like you can actually establish something meaningful then you know it, it means a lot more when you can um so thanks trauma 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like you said, you don't necessarily have to go through a, a bad set of circumstances. But in my case, I did. I had three very traumatic incidents that happened within three years. So kind of back to back to back. And I think that's why I don't remember so much of my childhood, because from what I've been told, it can going through a traumatic event can very much affect your memory. But then going through three back to back to back. I don't remember jack shit before any of that happened. But I'm also such a different person. I mean, I wasn't a horrible person prior to that by any means. But I took a lot of things for granted. And I was very closed off. And now I feel like I'm such a different person. And not everything about it is positive. I mean, unfortunately, my anxiety is a thousand times worse. My abandonment issues are a thousand times worse. But at the same time, I am more aware of the things I do like if I do something to you or say something or act some kind of way I mean I I hope you would agree with me nine times out of ten I'm gonna come back pretty soon after that and apologize and be like yeah you know what I fucked up and I feel like prior to going through all those things I was definitely not not that person I, I had to grow up a lot and I matured a lot because I didn't really have a choice yeah, and, so. you know, and like you said, you've been through a fair amount, and you're a very caring person, and one of my favorite people. Is this, is it killing you to say this? Yes. <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, and I think that comes from, like, you know, some of, even my family members, I ain't gonna say your names, but, like, they've been through a lot, and I can see the change in them, and it wasn't necessarily, like, immediate, like, you don't go through something and immediately change right away. Right, exactly. Um, it was something I gradually watched them become, you know, they were, and then it was a self-put situation where they put themselves in a bad situation. They unfortunately suffered the consequences of that, and they kept repeating it up until the point where they're like, well, fuck, this is not the way I need to do it. And, you know, now they're so much better off, and they learned so much, and they're such a better person for it. And it's just a shame that you kind of have to go through that to be, you know, better. Right. Um I mean, it all kind of ties back to what you said earlier about how the bad stuff kind of teach it. I almost said learns you more. The bad stuff teaches you more. You don't really learn a lot whenever things are all sunshine and rainbows. Yep, and it's uh, it's it's not always sunshine and rainbows, but I think in total, like to kind of I want to say summarize, but like what we've been talking about is like what would you change? And I think that. You know, for anybody that says they have regrets, I hope you don't feel like you truly have any that aren't something like, um, you know, you didn't take that, you know, that opportunity to, you know, find the other job or you didn't. Like, and I tell you this all the time, like, I switched jobs how many times in a year? Three. I know, because I wasn't happy. I was like, you know, I thought this was going to make me happy and it wasn't. So, like, don't feel like you're trapped. If you feel like you can't do something, just do it. I mean what's the worst that'll happen? I told you this a lot too, especially with what the decisions you were making. If it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. Um, just, you know, see if you can find something that makes you better. And if it doesn't make you better, then move on. Um, um, the careers, I ain't talking about relationships because I mean, some of y'all need to move on. Thanks. But I'm probably the worst person to ask. I'm so, I'm so jaded with relationships. I'm like, fuck and leave him. Well, I think in my final thoughts, for this segment of the pumpkin patch. I think that anybody that says they have any regrets, I, I hope that it's not anything that would be, I mean, it's probably too late now because obviously time has passed, but if it's anything that you feel like you can change now um, or feel like that you could work towards to change, I suggest you do it. Cause again, it's never too late. It's there's always time. And, and life is short, very short. Um, and I think that, um, uh, the funeral today put that in perspective a little bit that you never know when or where the Lord calls you home and Lord forbid if they played the fucking amazing grace on bagpipes. <laughs> oh God. Fucking me bitches. Um, but Brittany, I think do you have anything to add? You got any final thoughts? No, I was just going to say, um, my friend Lindsay that I talk about in past episodes, she actually did what we asked and she commented on our social media the other week. And it was so great to see her thoughts on it. So as far as our topic today, it's a pretty deep one. So if y'all would like to contribute some thoughts on the socials, please do. Right. 
and I know I will be the first to accept blame that I have not done very good at monitoring our social media or even posting, but given the past couple of weeks, that's my bad, but I'll do better. Um, but again, we are on Facebook, Instagram, um, oh, well, YouTube, one video, we'll work on that, <laughs> um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, we have a link tree on our Instagram, so you want to go look around there. Only fans. No. I'm kidding. I can't can't, uh, do that. (laughs) Um, (coughs) But yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. From our patch to yours. (laughs) Oh, and Brittany wanted me to tell you this. Here's to courage. Here's to honor. If you can't. Come in or come on her. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Why do you want me to say that, Brittany? Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Secret number 32. <laughs>